and welcome to the Trash Tapes podcast as part of the Enigmatic Productions Network. If you love bad cinema and incredible deep dives into cult film, then you have come to the right place. So if you like what you hear and want to support us, you can do so by donating some funds to our Buy Me A Coffee website, along with the ACAR supporter feature. All of these can be found in the description below. And now, on with the show. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to this very retrospective episode and unique episode of The Trash Tapes. I am Johan Schiphol, your host and the inflictor of pain, and my victim here, Edward Harvey. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Hello, guys. Indeed. We are doing this rather special episode because we're doing partly in video and partly on the podcast. So mm. if you want to get the full discussion, subscribe to the podcast, which is now all over the place. Yeah. So we're on Spotify, we're on Acast, we're on iTunes. Any place that types of podcasts, you type in the trash tapes, we're going to be on it. So we'll have a full retrospective of 2018. Oh, my God, it's passed. Yeah. And this gives us a chance as well to use our rating system that we established a bit later on, on some of the earlier episodes. Exactly. Yeah. This is what our thing is, because next year, ne- no, like next um, next month, we are going to, be, it's going to be a full year. Mm. February will be a full year, which is scary for us, because usually, we, I'm not usually committed to something that long. <laughs> like, ever. So the fact that we've done this for nearly a whole year is amazing. Yeah. So best look back on it before we give up quickly. So, yeah. So before we can't sort of do that, I think like 2018 has been an interesting year for both of us. Mm. In terms of like content and things like what we're doing, we've actually been very active, far more active than we would have thought of. Yeah, we've kind of just transformed uh, really in terms of... Because we used to be hardcore kind of filmmakers trying to get into yeah. film festivals all the time. And we did do that. We got some, uh, some awards and we got some like... Uh, selections mm-hmm. and uh with you know with our short films 
But we just think we just wanted to create more, didn't we? Yeah, and and get it out there and uh, show people what we can do. So a good way of doing that is being content creators. And we did that by doing the sort of things that we love. And mm. we thought of ourselves, well, you know, Ed, you love playing video games. I love talking about rubbish movies. And you know, and we're also just having a bit of fun in between by watching games, like you know, playing games. You know, talk about TV, movies, and we just we've made sort of a thing where we're now making more regular content than we ever did. Yeah. Which is quite fun. I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, the newest edition, the Enigmatic TV, yeah. is still something we've got to establish more because that's a new show. Well, mm. uh, definitely well deep into Enigmatic Play and Trash Tapes now and we've kind of got the formats going and we're, we're loving it, you know? And I'm really kind of hoping 2019 is going to be that kind of year where we really sort of push it. And we never know. I mean, with the Trash Tapes, we never know. We're, I'm hoping to expand. We have no idea. There might be ideas. Maybe monthly screenings. Maybe. Mm. Maybe go find a place and just show some of our terrible movies to the world. And, you know, start inflicting that pain to other people other than just you yeah <laughs> because you know you, you are the only person who seems to tolerate this with me so let's find some other creeps out there who might well, that be up for great yeah you know maybe you know maybe we'll get more thought into the gaming maybe we'll get more maybe we'll get some guests Ooh, that would be good. Some guests might be a good There idea. are actually quite a few people who are uh, fans of the shows that have said, oh, can I come on and things like that. So, yeah. so maybe we can do that. Mm. So it's awesome. Let's just look back a little bit in 2018 before we talk about what we want to do, which is going for every single episode of the podcast. <laughs> you say it like it's going to be a chore. No, 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 it'll be great, but it's a lot of episodes. We've done 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, let's look at it. Look, we, we need to sort of establish that we don't just watch terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> we also watch some good stuff, you know? Mm. Um, so I'm thinking, if there was, was there any kind of movies or TV shows that really kind of stood out in 2018 for you? For me, top top TV programme, Haunting of Hill House. Now I want you two to get good rest. What if I have a bad dream? Oh, I'm sure we can handle any dream you have. What if I dream that you sent us away into the dark and me get hurt? really hurt. And what if I'm so sad and scared of the dark out there that I put poison in me for years and years until my blood turns into poison and my heart breaks right in half and I can't feel anything happy. <laughs> I can't stand it anymore and I I have to die. And time on a silver table. It's my jaw wired shut. <laughs> Would you wake us up from a dream like that? Of course I'd wake you. I've absolutely loved that I was so engrossed yes and it was such a massive emotional experience it wasn't just a horror mm. it was like a drama I was like crying I was like I was f afraid it, I, every, every emotion I experienced it really moved show. you at points yeah. didn't it you're thinking at the end of the sometimes when it left you on the end of the episode you're thinking oh oh that hit me in the feels there yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was incredible TV. Uh, you, you normally you used to get that kind of quality just from movies. Yes, but TV nowadays has gone so 
high up in production value and quality, and the acting in that show was fantastic. Yeah, the story was great, and I was just full. And it was scary as well. Sometimes when they go too much with the drama yeah. on a on a horror. They kind of like it, the, the scares dampened down a bit, but with that, it was scary and it was moving and, and like an engrossing story. I just loved it. One of the things I'd say about one of my favourite episodes of that one is I'm not sure somewhere somewhere in between where they just did long takes for long periods oh, of the, time. The, the, fu- the, maybe fun- the day before the funeral, kind yes, of thing, yeah, that was amazing. There was like long. There was a series of long takes. It was like theatre, wasn't it? Yes, and it was wonderful. Mm. And you saw things in the background move or certain things occur, and you get. The even more creeped out by it. It was def- that was definitely my favorite episode yeah. because visually it was stunning and the story was moving and you cut back and forwards in time and the way they did it was spot on. Yeah, it's such incredible. a good episode that one. In terms of uh, movies, mm-hmm. the new Halloween movie is my favorite film of 2018. Really? Yeah, I, I just I think it was because it didn't let me down. Well, I was so so the hype for it was incredible and I was thinking, please don't let me down. Um, but I it, it arrived and we went to see it and we also if you did an episode on it yeah um, you check that out on our channel if you want indeed um, but yeah it, it was just incredible it really good it, even though I I still prefer the original movie to that movie yeah it's definitely my second favorite in the series a hundred percent yeah it was great really good it, Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic in that film hands down she needs to win awards for it I'm hoping I'm but, really hoping but so horrors too horrors don't normally get nominated do they that's always like the bastard thing isn't it mm. because it's a horror rarely do horrors get nominated although then again like last year like Get Out got nominated for a lot of awards mm. but then again you're sort of thinking is Get Out because it's a good horror movie which it was or is it because it was done by a black director and everything was sort of that kind of politics yeah. but you know but I mean Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie she has done the role of the century mm. loved it a bit in it and so I really do hope it does I hope it gets a bit of a kicking in there I really hope she gets a chance yeah okay. I'm so sorry I... great timing mom hi it ran it. late I'm sorry hi Lori hi. Hi. hi hi I'm uh I'm the grandmother <laughs> I'm Cameron Elon and we're here celebrating our daughter yes I know how did it go Yes, it looks good on you. You know, I was in the Honor Society, too. Why don't you sit down, Mom? No, no, I'm good. Yeah, have a well, seat. We can go really? for a walk. Did it go mom. great? Yeah, it yeah. went really... It went. Hey, Mom. That's mine. I thought you quit drinking. Mm. Mom, what are you doing? What is this? You know? This is exactly why we don't reach out. Mom. I'm sorry. I will sit down. Okay. Why don't we press the reset button? Why don't we just start over, Okay. All right, Mom. Sorry. Mom. You stop this. Sorry. I saw him. The sheep. Mom. I wanted to kill him. Okay, that's enough, Lori. Lori I didn't know what to do. That's enough, Lori. Okay, I think maybe this is a little bit too much for you, huh? Why don't we go for a walk, all right? You said you were going to try Lori. to put the past behind you, okay? Are you going to try to do that? That's what you said you wanted to do. I can't. Mom, look at me. Look at me. Should I we, uh... really hate to say I told you so, but... I'm thinking, well, for me, it's a bit different, actually. Um... 
movies. Uh, there were a lot of movies I watched, and but not enough. You know, like I, I wasn't. I didn't go into a lot of the art house stuff this mm. year, which I felt a little disappointed at. Although the ones I did do, maybe didn't really tickle me right. Like mm. I saw Mandy. All right, yeah. Um, that, there was a lot of build-up hype for that, and uh, some people who've been excited about it. I mean, I've not seen it. Mm. Have been disappointed by it. Well, I wouldn't say disappointed. I think the thing is, the movie has some amazing, mind-blowing bits, right? Mm. And then there's some really questionable bits that you don't know what they're doing there for, and then it becomes a slog, and then you're, then you're just kind of feeling like you're being dragged through the mud, and you're not sure whether that's the intention or whether you genuinely are not liking the movie. Mm. I mean, I, when I saw it in the cinema, I was sort of like in the, what is this moment? I had no, like, opinion. Yeah. And this is Nicolas Cage we're talking about. You know, yeah. this is Nicolas Cage, which he, we will talk is about. He, he's meant to be really good in it. Is he good? He right. is really good in it. Yeah. But then he's also playing Nicolas Cage at number 11. Right. You know, so he's like, he's pumped up to 11. He's playing Nicolas Cage on full max mode. But then you also see him doing subtle. But then you're thinking, this doesn't work. You're either one or the other. Yeah. Um, so Mandy, I remember it, but I don't like it. Right. A movie, I mean, I can throw things like Hereditary in there. Um, I can throw Infinity War in there. Yeah. I can throw quite a few things when it comes to movies. But it's, it's kind so of just hard to pinpoint. Is, is it hard for you to pick one, then? Yeah, I think it's one to pick one. But although there's one I saw very again recently that it's stuck in my mind for all the good reasons. And it's my kind of film, and it's my kind of thing that's sort of weird and quirky, and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it would be, if it was done a bit cheaply, it could have been a Trash Tapes episode. Mm. But it's done perfectly well. And I think, for me, the movie of the year, because I remember and I enjoyed the whole experience, and even, even the bittersweet ending, is mm. Upgrade. All right, yeah, I've, I've not seen it. I've heard about it, though. Yeah, I was actually really sort of surprised with Upgrade mm. because uh, th- one thing I love is like science, it's like the weird, like near science fiction dystopia kind of like future where, you know, science fiction is very close to ours. Mm. I always love that kind of thing, as you know. I love gore. And this yeah. movie has gore in spades. And, like, there's a there's a whole sequence where a man rips another man's jaw off. And you're thinking, whoa, did not expect this coming. Yeah. And then, you know, it has a sense of humour, but then it's also self-knowing. But then it's also dark, and it's also got all these elements. It feels like, like a Black Mirror episode pushed to 11. Right. Right? Cool. And I really, really liked it. I think it was really, really fun and so underrated. Yeah. So for me... You know, even though I've seen all these films that have moved me and I've liked and have made me think and questioning, the one I had the most fun with, definitely Upgrade. As a quadriplegic, it must be frustrating for you, someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. If I could find these men, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM. A computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM. The system operating your body for you. Can anybody else hear you? No, only you. May I point something out? In the drone surveillance footage, Sir Brantner, Marine Corps, address 414 Citrus, New Ground. We'll need a plan. I got this. This doesn't seem like a well-thought-out plan. I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Thank you. 
What do you think I should do? Move, Granny. Whoa, 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 whoa! Man, you are persistent. I cannot allow us to be killed. We are going to finish the job we started. You didn't know that I'm a ninja. <clears throat> While I am state-of-the-art, I am not a ninja. Talking of Black Mirror, Bandersnatch has been released recently. I've really enjoyed that. Yes. It's, it's a cool experience. Uh, it's not my favourite Black Mirror, mm. but... I love the interactive element, and because yes. you know we're into our games and stuff as well, yeah. so it's like it was like watching TV and playing a game at the same time, which is like really good for me. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, um, so how? So when you played the first time round, what kind of pathways did you go to? Which ones did you kind of notice? Did you go like the good endings, the bad endings, the weird endings? Because there's quite a few. I was uh, deliberately picking options. That I make that it would make the story go to a, a dark place. Oh, you went the dark ending. Yeah. So, so, you know, I was like, I want, like, for example, I wanted him to go with his mum to the train state, to, to go on to the train, to actually oh. die with his mum. It's, it's such a moving, like, ending. That was actually, that's, for me, that's sort of the happy end. That's like the bittersweet happy ending, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Because it, it's, yeah, I, but I, I wanted to see that. It's like, it's, mm. it was weird. I, I kind of want to see certain outcomes, even though I know he'll die. Like, Did you get the beheading? ending no you didn't no oh you should that is my favorite ending we only we only um watched it sort of in one session so we did mm. a few goes of yeah. different different choices and stuff the but, yeah my, my favorite ending is that one my favorite ending is that one where bandersnatch becomes a huge success mm. but it's because he does something very dark with his dad Right. Oh sweet Jesus! And you're thinking, oh, 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 and you, so and what's the cool thing is like there's I think there's like two main endings, right? Because mm. you see, you know, those are the right endings because the credits roll afterwards, yeah. Mm. And I think I played, I, I actually end up playing it a few times. But there are other endings that saw like change your choices because it mm. feels like it ends too early or it's a bit of a naff ending, and you notice there are naff ending because it kind of wraps up with the guy talking about how the game's a bit naff. Yeah, but um. Overall, it was really, really good. There's one bit. I'm not sure if you got this. Did you get the point where we, it, where it got really weird and meta and became an advert for Netflix? Uh, I found that very funny. I found the humour in that really good. It's like I'm being controlled by someone from the 21st century on a thing called Netflix. Yeah, I deliberately picked that. <laughs> yeah, to, to see what would happen. Like, it got weird, didn't it? Yeah. By that point, you know, you can end up fighting the therapist or trying to escape out of the window and realise you're on a TV set. It's like, that is meta as all hell. But I think that's what I loved about this. I mean, is, is it the best Black Mirror episode? No. But is it a fun one? Definitely. Mm. And I don't... I'm, no, I'm not saying that maybe we should be doing more interactive things like this, but it could be an option. You know, I would love if there was more interactive movies or TV shows like this. I definitely think if we make... If we make a, a short film again, mm. I think we should try and make it interactive. Well, like alternate endings and stuff. Well, we could have, like... Uh, we've spoke about making a short with yeah. us in, haven't we? Mm. Like, um, And we could have, like, an option where it's a mysterious game that we pick or it's a mysterious movie. And, like, and we'd have to film both scenarios. Oh, my... Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So, and, you guys have to think about that one. Yeah, so that, that I thought that would be kind of cool because we've got... Then it would be showing off 
either show, like Trash Tapes or Enigmatic Play. Ooh, that could work. Um, but it's up to you. Just all sort of in the ideas phase, but yeah. I thought I'd talk about it on the on this show. On this retrospective episode, yeah. because maybe you never know, by the end of 2019, you might have an interactive Bandersnatch sort of thing. I'm just going to throw one more TV show that I really liked that I don't think any, a lot of people got a lot of love for, and I feel disappointed that no one really, really like fell for it. And that is Maniac. No, I heard a lot of people recommending that and really loving it, but I, th- I watched a bit of the first episode mm. and didn't let myself get into it enough to, to keep going with it. I like, think, yeah, I get it, because I think the world's a bit weird. It's sort of an alternative future, but it's like an, old, an almost alternative timeline where the 80s and 90s were very much prominent in like sort of that tech area. Mm. So it's like the weird 80s and 90s tech, but more in our time period. Yeah. So it's very weird because you have loads of, rep- like, it's retrospectively, like, what was the people thought the future was going to be in the 80s and 90s mm. kind of thing with the tech and everything else. And it's pretty decent because, you know, Jonah Hill actually does a really good role in it. Um, you know, you have quite a few characters and actors in there who are really sort of going full force with it, the whole, like, like the look of it, the weird sort of going to people's dreams and trying to change their psychology out mm. of that, the drug taking. It's all really, really fascinating stuff. And it also allows them to almost play multiple different characters as well. So you mm. have elements where, you know, you are in sort of this weird sort of Bonnie and Clyde 80s movie. Then there's a bit where there's like Lord of the Rings and another bit where you're like in this bizarre spy movie. And you've got all uh. these sort of weird sort of subgenres in this entire higher show all explained by the fact that they're in other people's heads and dreams cool he definitely uh sold it to me i think i'll check it out yeah check it out and i mm. swear and, and it'll be a very pleasant surprise and i think it's just the weird kind of quirky that i think we're into mm. it begins like this two billion years ago an amoeba wait let's let's back up i've skipped too many connections out of nothing in an instant everything An infinite cosmic orgy of matter and energy rubbing, bumping, and grinding together. There would be no galaxies, no suns, no planets, no life without collisions of heavenly bodies. Back to our amoeba. It engulfs a bacterium with unique powers, and voila! Earth's first photosynthesis-enabled organism. Maybe it was chance. Maybe it was inevitable. This one changed amoeba becomes the ancestor of every living plant on Earth, which in turn floods the planet with oxygen. Paving the way for every other form of life we know, leading to more souls, more connections, and therefore more new worlds branching outward from the first. These forces of nature, when they converge, be they astronomical collisions, biological unions, demonstrate the infinite potential of our connections. Right. What we'll do is we're going to go through uh, the whole podcast as we've yeah. gone through. Like we got, we started in, we started recording in January, 2000, uh, January, 2018. When we said like, I want to start doing a show. Let's start doing a podcast. I came to you and said, I got an idea. We need to bloody do it. Mm. And I think I remember I had a completely different idea for our first movie, but we struggled to find it until you not knowing what it was said, I found this movie called Troll 2. Yeah, no, it, it was on Netflix, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so uh, because we couldn't find the original movie you wanted to watch, I picked one. 
mm. and it was Troll 2. And you went, that's absolutely perfect. perfect. <laughs> and I said, oh my God. And I love how this, and this is what made me fall in love with this idea for this podcast, is how naive you were mm. and how you had no idea that this was like one of the most famous bad movies of all time when you selected it. You said, I saw this thing and it looks terrible, but I have no idea what it is. I was like, oh, you have not seen Troll 2. This is perfect. So what's great, though, is I started like that and I'm slowly transforming. I'm like, I've, you know, I've I got, I, I, I've subscribed to Shudder because there's a lot of trashy like horror movies on there. Yes. And like I, I started getting movies on VHS and stuff mm-hmm. and like more often and collecting those and I'm just slowly going to get get catch you up I think in terms of rule for trash and yes, that's going to be interesting but it's going to be like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be knowledgeable about certain films that you perhaps don't know and stuff like that more yeah. than likely because mm. you know I've my hunt for bad movies sort of kicked in when I was like 16 or 17 where I realised that you know there are bad movies out there and not all bad movies can be a bad watch. You can sit there and enjoy it. Mm. And that's when I started discovering it. But, you know, it's still a, it's still a like a learning curve. There's still so much out there that I still have not had a chance to look at. Yeah. There's loads I have heard of and loads I know the backstory of and so on, you know, but there's some which are like, they're like myths and legends now. <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to find the fucking Holy Grail. Yeah. You know. So. And get, getting those movies on tape sometimes is very rare and they can get go for a lot of money, can't they? Like, yeah. If there wasn't many of them made and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes even just finding some of them on DVD are like... Are, are really difficult. Mm. You know, this is now starting to become round where we're trying to do the bootleg things or or we have to find someone who's kind enough to have uploaded the whole thing on YouTube. You know? Um, but, um, so we got in. We got Watch Troll 2. We had our, we had our setup, not knowing pretty much what's going to happen when we first saw this. Saw this. So, and I'm so glad that not only you picked Troll 2, but I'm so glad that you were so on board with it. Yeah, no, well, the thing is, it's it's crazy because that was the first episode and, and yet it's still my favourite episode. Yeah. Because I, I just, I think that it kick-start the show, the, the, the show so well. Yes. And it, it, it summed up what we wanted to do with that TV show, with that, with that podcast. Yeah. Like, straight away in the first episode, we established what we are, like, straight away. We are terrible, terrible people <laughs> who just want to watch terrible, terrible movies. And it was so much fun. Like, we were talking, we were laughing, we were bantering. Get in the car, Joshua. Come on, hurry. Number one, this is a thing. Go back Look a bit. The soot on his face or whatever it is. It's just actually accenting his cheekbones. It's like. You look ravishing for a hobo, mate. You look great. No, it's got like dramatic look. It's got excellent cheekbones. No. This is my house. <laughs> oh, you have it. Oh, she's the best. This is my house. <laughs> Oh my I god. I know, right. When you came round earlier, yeah. I should have said that when you entered that. This is my house. <laughs> so basically, she's somehow skeptical, but she drinks it first. Mm. And she turns into. She basically starts bleeding green, like we've seen in the. I saw the opening cutscenes. Like, oh no, she's turning green. And she goes up the stairs. Weirdly, I don't know why she's going up the stairs, but she's going up the stairs. And. 
The guy is still holding the. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this. I'm just gonna watch what happens, and then I'm gonna have it myself. Right. And, and the thing is, like, she's he's still holding it, and he's still looking up. What's happening with her? And she's coughing b- green goo. <laughs> I'm just and just remembering the scene, like, his reactions again. Like, yeah. uh, so by this point, he's this is probably the infamous scene from the whole movie. This yeah. is the one that that gets mocked constantly mm. every time on YouTube videos and everything else. This is the thing that gets seen the most. They're eating her. Oh my god! Me. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was perfect. Like this place. Not one bit. <laughs> oh my, my god. god. <laughs> my sweet Jesus. That was the best. <laughs> I was waiting. His reaction is the best thing. <laughs> it's it's so like I am I can't do any emotion whatsoever. He's like a plank of wood. And it's so good. They're eating her. And they're gonna eat me. Oh my god. It's like she's it's like he's a little annoyed. <laughs> but it's like him not being the best actor in the world. Yeah. Like put it to put it politely. When he says, oh my god, it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> And his face doesn't even change. It's like Botox. It just stays the same. I imagine, like, when, if they did multiple takes, yeah. the director was trying to communicate, like, no, just, just, all right, if you can't put any more, more emotion into it, just say it a bit longer. Maybe that'll, like, keep give, going. The, give the impression that it's a bit more kind of distressing. I was like, at that point... For that particular point, I was laughing so much that my stomach was hurting. I saw, I was... Oh, God, it was the best. So many random bits we, we could talk about, but, you know, if you really want to pay attention to it, just subscribe to the podcast and listen to it as a whole. But there are some corkers. Like, the acting was fantastic. I mean, the obviously, the, the, the highlight is the classic... Oh, my God. God. But, but the, <laughs> but, so I was waiting for that because I'd seen that clip before. But, um... I loved the bit with the bloody popcorns. <laughs> yes, the popcorn sex. That's just that, get, that was amazing. And the that eye- is probably my personal highlight of that episode. Like it's, watching that. Oh god, that bit. It, it, so I think great. that broke you. I think yeah. when that happened, you were just going, like, I can't stop. Why is popcorn happening? And then we tried to break down why the popcorn existed, because the popcorn came from the sky even though they were having a core on the cob in their mouth while they were grinding. And you're like, well, okay, so where's the popcorn come from? And clearly there's just a guy off set just throwing buckets of popcorn. It's so weird. It's really good. The green gun, so, everything yeah, else. Yeah, they're definitely my two highlights of, of that. Of that um, one. one of my favourite, my whole, it's a whole bit became the running gag is that we have like the preacher man who's also Ted DiBiase. Um, <laughs> that for me was a cork. That was a highlight of that one. And just thinking, oh my God, we've got a professional wrestler trying to, who's the army of the troll people. <laughs> So uh, the thing is, definitely the first episode is definitely one of my favourites. It was the most fun to watch. Uh, it was all brand new and fresh. Mm. And it just, it, it's so much fun. I rec- I still would recommend watching that movie 100%. But I think what we're going to have to do for every episode now is now we have a new rating system. Yeah. We need to really put this onto the rating system. Mm. So for those who are new to the podcast, what the hell you're looking listening to the retrospective for, go back and listen to a few episodes. Mm. But... 
we have a few, we have now a rating system where we sort of rate how trashy or how, or in, in our words, how enjoyable watching this movie was. Yeah. So we have Tame, which basically is boring and we're not having fun with it. Tiny bit trashy means we enjoyed it, but could be better. Mm. Trashy means it's the perfect mwah, sweet spot. That's like on the money, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah, on the money. Mm. Too trashy means that it was starting to get too much for us, but we enjoyed it, but maybe it got to a point where it felt a little bit off or too uncomfortable or whatever. And then torture, which is literally is we hated it. Like, we hate it, and it's because we were angry at it, or we just despised it, or it was too much, whatever. We actually hated it. Which is a rarity, because I don't hate a lot of things, but when I do hate something, I hate it with a glorious passion. <laughs> so, in my opinion, um, on the Trashometer, Troll 2 needs to either be trash yeah. or too trashy. It kind of needs to... Because it is very, very trashy. It, it is, but I think... Every bit of that trashiness is on the nose, spot on, mm. because it doesn't go, it doesn't overstay its welcome or feel like it's off. Every time something happens, something really happens, and we're bawling. Yeah. Like for example, the kid just smacked the grandpa. For example, the whole thing with granddad is so ridiculous. He stops time and then tells the kid to pee in the punch bowl. Why is he so powerful? He's a powerful being. He's this powerful fuck off wizard. But he's not the best wizard, but he's definitely the wizard, because we have other episodes with wizards in it. Oh, God, yeah. That's going to kick in. So I actually say this is trashy, like on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll agree with that then. Perfect. After that, I said to you, I wanted to show you something really gory, Mm. right? And I showed you that one. And this one was basically I only got because of, you know, Rebecca Hauer, which happens to be because because it's like, you know what? This is the guy from fucking Blade Runner. And now he is a hobo with a shotgun. Yeah. See, this episode was interesting because it's like I've, I've been, I've kind of like, I kind of like the movie, but I've talked on the episode. I talked about that kind of gave up the first time I watched it. I didn't yes. watch the whole thing, um, so I did on the episode, and, and glad that I did watch the whole thing. Yes, uh, but it was a bit much. It's a it, bit much. It's a hard slog that movie, even though it's quite short. Even though it was quite short, it felt really long, mm. and I think it's because the movie's relentless. Like, it doesn't stop with the gore and the violence and the sex. And I mean, like... And I'm not meaning that, like, to sound like a prude. Mm. But to be a bit prudish, it was a bit much. Like, there was no chance for you to relax and release. And when he did do it, it was, like, literally, like, whiplash. Mm. Because there were moments like, someone's head's been chopped off, followed by, now let's play some quiet music while we talk about bears. (laughs) It it did that thing, you know, where it tries to kind of put the comedy in there as relief. Yes. But it's a bit odd, misplaced and stuff, isn't it? It's, It's kind of like... Uh, I would have, but I don't know. Would so would it have been better without that or like? I think it would. I think it would have been better if there was a more build up to the violence rather than starting off right at the beginning with something nasty. Mm. Like if if it got nastier as the movie went on, mm. then we would have probably appreciated more. But the very first ten minutes is a man with a bloody like um you know. Uh, thing around his head and then getting his head ripped off by a car in the first 10 minutes yeah and you're thinking oh god with that one it's difficult to pinpoint highlights isn't it like what was your favourite bit and things like that it wasn't a favourite bit but there were some corkers in there though like there are some corkers loads of them were like nasty deaths or things that happen randomly like 
like a baseball bat full of razor blades. Yeah. Or a... Bus full of kids getting set on fire. This is horrible to even Disco to... Inferno! It's horrible even to say that. That one was nasty. That was actually, I think, the most memorable bit of the movie, but it's also the nastiest and most uncomfortable because they're like saying, it's like, hey, hey, do you like ice cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, do, do you like music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like hobos? Hey, I hate hobos! And just launches a fiery blaze on a bus and at one point the last shot is a kid literally on fire scratching onto the wheel oh god it's nasty it's so weird actually going thinking about it those what are the 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 knights the assassins that are knights yes they they are so cool they were (laughs) awesome they went into a hospital and ransacked everything and it was the coolest thing and they only appeared in the last 20 minutes. Mm. And it's a real shame. I mean, I would watch a whole movie with those guys. Yeah, they're really, like, charismatic villains. They are. I just loved them. <laughs> Even though they were basically, like, weird, like, medieval Daleks, mm. they were so awesome. They were on the ball. I had a good time with them. And, yeah, it's, it's I think it's a movie that, watching back... And even thinking about it now, you're right. It's really hard to find highlights, and when you do, you feel exhausted. Yeah. So where would you? Where would, for you? Where would it fall on the trashometer? Too trashy. Yeah, yeah. I think this would fall I, under I, too I, trashy. I said that because we agree on these a lot. Yeah, I, he's definitely too trashy. There's no other rating for it. It, it yes. can't. It can't. It can't be trash because. It, it, there's too too much. It's too much, but, but it's, it's not, not torture. torture. Yeah, because if it was torture, we would have hated the entire mm. experience. But we didn't because there were some moments where like, oh! But I think it's because it got to the point there was so much violence that I almost became like unfazed by it until they did something nastier. And you're thinking, how nasty are you going to go with this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, props to the guys. They they kind of they, they managed it up. Up the game. Like, Every it's, time. It's like, how can we make this more disgusting? And they did. They did. Like, what was a bit? There was a bit with chainsaws and... Oh, the bit with a chainsaw and there's bits with just... Oh, my God, just random stuff. And this is weird because half it's tongue-in-cheek. And you can mm. tell half it's tongue-in-cheek. But you can also tell the other half's very serious. Yeah. So it's taking... So it doesn't know whether to be full-bone slapstick... Mm. or to be taken so seriously within this world of nasty violence. And I think that would really kind of put us off a little bit. Yeah. Because it's just, mm, it's just too much. I mean, there's, there's, there's quite, since that, mm. since that movie, yeah. there's been a few other movies like that, hasn't there? Yeah. I, I saw one uh, that was crowdfunding, it's not been made yet, that was called like, uh, it was like, something like Robo Pope or something. Robo Pope! <laughs> Yes! It was something like... That might not be the title. Don't oh, I want Robopope to exist It's now. definitely something Pope, and he's definitely a robot. I think it's Robopope. Robo-pope. And uh, it's like... It's like Hobo with a shotgun. It's ridiculous and yes. very violent, and, you know, it's... I definitely... Now I definitely want this movie to exist. I want a robo a Robopope. And I want... <laughs> and I not only don't want Robopope, which I'm assuming is like Robocop, but, you know, like a priest. Yeah. But also... Oh, God, oh, oh, it's going to sound really nasty, but I bet you there's going to be some kind of child molestation joke in that. <laughs> it's going to have to be. It's Robopope, for God's sake. Poking for the Catholic Church. Boom. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know if that's the title. It should be the title if it's not. Robopope. Yeah. If not, we're going to make Robopope. It just sounds great to say. Oh, my God. Would his Popemobile be like a Batmobile? Just robotic Popemobile. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Right. So, Sean Connery. Um, this was episode three. And we did 
Zardoz. Zardoz. Which, it's the first one I bought on DVD. Because yeah. I've had to actually start scouring for these films. And I swear to God, my Amazon is looking very weird these days. <laughs> like, I'm looking for the weirdest, like, trashiest 60s, 70s, 80s movies. And some of them are really hard to find and found Zardoz for about six quid. Um, I regret spending that six quid. Now, this is a movie that, even if you haven't seen it, yes. you're aware of the imagery of Sean Connery. Well, the image, yeah. which is Sean Connery in a, in, in a mankini. Yeah. Holding a hold, with like a ponytail yeah, and Lara Croft ponytail <laughs> and holding a holding a revolver in the middle of the desert. It's such a weird ass image. Yeah. A giant floating head yeah. and you know and the sexless sex people and oh it's oh okay so this one was, I think, the first one where we started to feel frustrated, mm. uh, you know, and because we, we weren't like in the first two, we were enjoying ourselves. Yeah. You know, this first one was all fun. Second one was a bit much. This one, I think we started to get annoyed at it, mm. but we were not getting annoyed because it was so terrible. I think it's because it just it was starting to become this was a different one. It was getting pretentious. I yeah. didn't know what it was wanting. I mean, usually you would find that very funny, you know, when a movie's taking itself seriously and it's just hilarious. Yes. But it got to the point where it was a little bit annoying. Yeah. It? it got it got kind of annoying with its trying to, sh- like, shove its how smart it is in this face. I mean, I was all in when it was saying, when it was doing stuff like, the, the gun is good. The penis is evil. Well, all that stuff was happening. I was like, this is perfect. This is great. It's like, we're on the nose here. We're right into it. And then it gets to all the other stuff. And then the whole thing with the library, which was weird. And the whole thing about... And the whole thing about basically they're in a sexist world because the immortals can't have sex because they don't need sex because they're immortal. And they're just fascinated by Sean Connery's penis. Mm. And then you've got the weird the weird people who are basically just have never touched anything. Like the people who are the, the apathetics who don't have any form of touch. Yeah. And and then you've got the, then you've got the rabid, crazy old people. And then you're thinking, what's happening here? here and then you have a diamond and the floating head again and you're like it's like and then it ends on a skeleton um <laughs> yeah no it's it's a ridiculous film it's really ridiculous oh, maybe, maybe should i do the opening as if i was doing it in sean connery's voice <laughs> should i try it uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll let me do a test first before anything it's like um just... greetings and welcome to the trash tapes oh the tabernacle. I can't, I can't, I can't. The I, pistol or the penis? Pistol or the penis? <laughs> Seems that you've got your magical doodahs ready. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I can't do Sean Connery. <laughs> Some kind of, like, I just, Scottish monster. <laughs> I just kind of broke into that, didn't I? Alright, okay. There will be moments where I'll go into the Sean Connery, but I don't think I'm going to do it justice. He finds a topless lady. He goes and investigates the topless lady. Yeah. He runs towards a lake. And then suddenly another woman shows up. Yeah. And just walks towards him. And he's like, I'm, go- I'm going to shoot you. And she's like overlaid with the lake, the image of the lake. Which, as well. why? <laughs> It's just like arty crap, and it's like really pretentious. It's like, no, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna put a lake, an image of the, uh, some footage of the lake over this woman. It's like, Why? A reflec- it's like a reflection. It's fluid. It's like what, whatever. It's just stupid, right? So she walks, and she walks towards and finds Sean Connery, and Sean Connery's about to shoot, and then somehow using what seems to be mind bullets. <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> just shoots Sean Connery down using using her mind. Yeah. And that's when we realise these immortals also have magical mind powers, which is fucking stupid anyway, but they do it like that. And I love I love how Sean Connery reacts. <laughs> it's just like oh, there's lots lots of like really over dramatic kind of uh, sort of gurning and stuff isn't there kind of like (laughs) whenever there's a crowd every single time there's a whole bunch of people making weird noises and faces Mm. like it's like a ooh or ah it's it's no people don't make noises like this no not at all (laughs) so He's giving the tour of the world. He also says that there's not just immortals living in this world. There are renegades, which are old people, literally old people who have gone crazy. Yeah. And then something called the apathetics, which are people who have no emotion and just stand there like literal, like mannequins. Yeah. And he goes in there and, 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 and at one point, literally out of fucking nowhere, Sean Connery goes up to this one woman and just molests her. She's like, I'm gonna, gonna have a go on your breast. <laughs> literally just grabs an arm and goes, oh, but then, honk, honk. what was so great is the friend character yeah. says, <laughs> something like, do you want this person to yeah, be my guest? He picks her up like a doll yeah. takes her off. <laughs> just shoves her on the hay. Right, I'm going to have a way with you. But then she's just, it's like, it's like uh, just lying there, like dead to the world. Yeah. And he's like, well, this is no fun, is it? <laughs> it's like, I prefer when they struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrating because it is try so hard but there are some moments of pure genius and some moments which were hilarious because of it mm. like I personally had a good time to a point yeah. like to a point like there's some bits like this is genius we got, we, we got to see Sean Connery in a wedding dress um <laughs> that bit oh. was amazing like in the podcast I'm surprised that bit isn't more like a thought of in terms of like on the internet yeah it's harder to find well, it's not hard to find that image but the, if you type in Zardos, you get the main image. Yes. Uh, but that is hilarious, the image. We the, did not dress. see that coming. No. And when that happened, we are like, whoa, well done. And you look, and you can tell he was not happy in it. And the thing is, normally you'd have to pay an actor a lot of money to do something like that. And Sean Connery didn't get much money at all. He got paid pittance. Yeah. In fact, he gave money to the movie, basically. Oh, so so funny. And I think there were some bits which were actually, again, the movie actually had some really ingenious bits. Like, we were joking, like, you know, like, half the things are basically what Apple products do. Mm. And, you know, like, Siri and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay. But then you just do stupid shit along the way. Like, Mm. like, what was it? Like, the bit where they're, like, in this weird-ass sort of bubble thing like he's being wrapped around it like you cannot penetrate this uh, uh you can't penetrate the womb which is like this weird ass like plastic bag and then he breaks out of the plastic bag and everyone doesn't know what to do yeah and then there's like oh and then like you're in the diamond and half it looks like a music video and then they have sex but by the, when they have when they have sex with an immortal they're sharing their knowledge and you're like oh my god my head hurts and then there's a wizard of oz and oh oh i'm getting a headache already <laughs> Trash armor then for Zardos. Oh, okay. Now, I'm very tempted to put it as torture, but I don't think it's reached the point where I hate this movie so much no, that I would ref- watch it again. Because reflecting back on it, my memory of it is 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 kind of good. I, I mean, I, I do remember not enjoying it that much, 
But like on the whole, I, I love the fact that we got a really good episode out of it and that's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, and like even every, all the antics and all the jokes and everything else was really sort of random and hilarious. So I'd say too trashy on this one. Yeah, too trashy. Too trashy, 100%. Yeah. And, uh, it is, you're right, it is tempting to, to get it... Uh, to, up this to one's close. Yeah. This one's close to get nearly up there. Yeah. Now, this one's an interesting one, because this one's actually sort of your recommendation on that one, which was really yeah. good. This was the first episode you recommended, and it's one that I don't remember seeing as a kid a while ago. I remember watching this eight, watching ages ago, but then realising that, you know, this one's considered the worst in the franchise, mm. and how it wasn't. And now, what I love about it is that this movie, uh, the, uh, which uh, which happened to be the fourth episode, has now become sort of this... Re- it's actually become its own cult classic. Yeah. And it's... Fallen on the radar, and I think it's actually a really good film overall. Like actually, a good movie, not mm. like a trashy film. It's got it's got a really bad name. Uh, it's very underrated. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, um, especially watching it again now, like yes. at this at this age, it was really uh, enjoyable. <laughs> enjoyable horror. I really liked it because it when I saw it when I was younger. Yes. All the, the the subplot stuff kind of just went over my head. Yeah. But now looking back at it, it's amazing how Nightmare on Elm Street 2 actually has got the one which has the surprisingly the most substance, mm. but also has the most conflict and the most things. The backstory for this film is amazing for it. Mm. How the director had no idea that it was a sexual, homo, like homoerotic sexual parable, while the writer and half the cast so knew it. Mm. And you can see the clashing of the minds and how, you know, how they were trying to make an LGBT gay horror movie. Yeah. And that is, and look at it, it's like, that's really interesting. And, you know, you, that is that is a subgenre on itself, and it's a subgenre that's not been touched upon. Yeah, because it's clear. Obviously, the director just wanted like eighties macho, didn't he? Like, yeah, yeah, it was. He saw the homoeroticism as eighties macho, mm. while everyone else clearly saw it as for the homoeroticism that it was. Yeah, you know, by by the casting of certain people or certain actions that Freddy Krueger did, or certain lines and characters. You know, like you've got the body, I have the brains. We work well together, you and I. You know, it's like, and the whole story is how Freddy Krueger wants to get inside him. Yeah. Like, how much more on the nose is that? Yeah, like, my, my highlight of that episode uh, is the, it's got to be the dance, though. Yes! <laughs> I forgot about the dance. And then when the dance happened, and you saw the booty shake, and he's dancing to, like, proper diva music as well. It's got like, the hair, singing to the hairbrush. He's, he's going for it. He's going for it. And I, this is the thing, I bet you, if you were an 80s teen... Like, if you were an 80s teenager and you're watching that movie and you were, and you were like, in the closet and you were gay and you're looking at that, and you say, oh, my God, that's me. Mm. That's me. And I'm, even then, like, you know, I bet you everyone's had a moment where Whitney Houston's popped on yeah. and you just want to do a bit of a twerk and you can't care about <laughs> it, you know? I personally, I've fallen in love with this film and I totally, I enjoyed 100% mm. as a good movie, yeah. not as a trashy movie. Mm. So this one, uh, in terms of, like, where this falls on the trashometer is going to be a bit difficult for me because trashy means like it's on the nose, it's great, but I, it's not because it's trashy. In fact, I don't find it trashy at all. I think it should be a tiny bit trashy. Yes. Uh, on, the, on the trashometer because it has got a little bit of trashiness in there. Mm. But other than that, it's just a good film. It's just a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie and it's underrated and I think it's a great 
LGBT classic. So mm. I think this one should definitely be one of the books. So if you haven't had a chance to watch that one, watch it. And if you have seen it but you haven't heard our episode, definitely listen to it because we really break it down into yeah. how much of a f- missed opportunity this film was. Mm. Okay, so right, so I remember the fifth one. I don't remember remember what it was. Oh no, I do remember what it was. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) This is our video game episode. This is because and this was that, part. That is something that we're going to revisit. Video game episodes, isn't it? We will do each each year. Each year we'll do a video game movie. But I hate the fact we got for this one. And (laughs) so we went, and this was because we were originally going to do an enigmatic play. Of the twenty, was it like the twenty fifth or thirtieth anniversary or something? Thirtieth, like yeah. Thirtieth anniversary of Street Fighter, right? Yeah. And so we thought to ourselves, why not we just rewatch Street Fighter the movie? <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> it was awful. Oh my god, I fucking hated it. Yeah, this uh, one was by far. The worst movie we watched. And not because it was trashy or anything else. It was the most annoying, frustrating, badly toned, badly everything. And the thing is, if you're a fan of Street Fighter, it makes it even worse. And the, and the backstory for it, again, backstory for Street Fighter, the movie, is far more interesting yeah. than the actual movie itself. And if you listen to the podcast, there's loads of it. But how, for example, like, it was nearly like a $10,000 cocaine habit a week yeah. for Jean-Claude Van Damme. Crazy. How Kylie Minogue was having an affair with Coke Jean-Claude Van Damme. How... I bet she's so ashamed of that now. Oh, yeah, 100%. How Raul Julia was on the verge of death. You know, how no one had an idea what this movie was supposed to be. And it is just... Oh, my sweet Jesus, the worst. I can't even pinpoint a highlight of... of I mean, the episode is quite... If you check out the episode, it is enjoyable because of how much anger we have towards moving and also talking about the back the behind the scenes kind yes. of stuff to do with it so it's a good episode to listen to mm. but it's it's really difficult to get through that movie isn't it it's still it's it's one of the toughest films we got through and it's and it's because I don't, i'm not sure whether it's because of video game bias because we were so into the games and yeah. we just loved the game so much that we couldn't tolerate it but it was overall just ham-fisted and off and nothing made sense and so everything was so out of character and everything just... It didn't feel like any respect to the property was done. No. And I think any kind of adaptation needs some kind of respect and this had no respect. And that's the thing, right? Okay, now, if you've watched this, if you've ever watched this movie without understanding a thing about Street Fighter, you'd still think it's a terrible movie. But mm. it would make... It would just be, like, very shallow and, like, non-existent and all the references would make no sense, right? But watching it knowing who the Street Fighter characters are, especially if you're a fan of Street Fighter 2... It's even worse. It's even worse! It's like, not only is it a bad movie for people who've never seen Street... or played Street Fighter games, it's even worse for anyone who's even touched the controller or knows who any of these characters are. Right? And this is why it's deflating. Majority of the commentary is actually us going, that's not like the game. What the fuck is this? Who is this? Why is that guy a dickhead? What's this guy? You're not even tall enough. You're the wrong ethnicity. How are you this? <laughs> Ugh. 
Why is Balrog a cameraman? I'm sorry. I'm Why is Balrog a cameraman? Why is he Honda a Samoan? <laughs> right? Ryan and Ken, dick gangster guys. Why are they arms dealers? <laughs> Where are they there in the first place? Why is Guile, who is a supposedly an American, played by Jean-Claude fucking Van Damme, who can't even attempt an American accent, and clearly is high on coke? And this is where we're introduced to probably the thing that frustrated you the most mm. is everything involving Ryu, Ken, and Sagat. Yeah. So you want to explain what the heck happened here? Well, it seems like you're introduced to them and they're in the middle of some kind of deal. Yes. Uh, like some kind of arms deal or something yeah. like that. And uh, I, uh, immediately you're thinking, why are Ryu and Ken in this situation? Why would they be like that? And, and like, it, it just... It angers me so much because, you know, they're both supposed to be, like, masters of, like, uh, some kind of karate. I can't remember yes. the name of it. And uh, they're, they're, all their interest, really, is to master their martial arts mm. uh, and, you know, be the best at that, at that martial art. They're not interested in dealing arms <laughs> and kind what? of, like... I know! Like, the, 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 they seem to be like, oh, we're smuggling guns here. And it's like, why? None of this makes sense at all. And the, the kind of relationship that they have with Sagat is almost like, well... We don't like you, but we want to make a deal with you, kind of. Yeah. It always seems to be like they're kind of like not fully sort of they don't fully hate him. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, they're kind of like, well, if he's if he's if it's going to benefit us, we'll go along with Sagat, kind of thing. And it's, it's just the opposite of what should be happening with these characters. I know. It's the legit. It's like bizarro world. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. So Sagat, who is very tiny in this movie. Uh, in, in the video game, Sagat is supposed to be like seven foot five and the world's best kickboxer, and he's and he is your favorite character, right? Yeah, to play with, yeah, because he was because you know he's, he's he's like a great martial artist, but very very strong as well. So yeah. he's kind of got both got both skills. He's got there. the best of both worlds, basically. And uh, yeah, and and yet, and he's a really intimidating looking character on mm. the screen. He's like takes up like the whole screen. He takes up <laughs> half the screen, like legit. He's massive, and. Uh, in this movie, yeah, yeah they, they just seem to get any guy with a shaved head and put an eye patch on him. It's and like, there you go. And it, basically, it now looks like, again, going for the James Bond thing that clearly the director was going for, uh, he's basically, he's, he is, you are my number one guy, basically. Right? He is! You are my number one guy. You are basically, you are number one henchman. <laughs> so guy has become number one henchman. <laughs> And that's it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ooh. Yes, that is a gun. Yes, that is a gun. Hello, it's a gun. <laughs> Yeah, they look like I don't know what they're doing. Like, oh, yes, that, yes, this is definitely a gun. I'm going to pass it over. Uh, maybe you know how to do it more. Oh, this definitely is a gun. Oh, of course. <laughs> Ooh. I like half a country. Although I don't know if I want to be half of Bisonopolis. <laughs> if you were going to name a, a country or a city, what would you call it? Um, if it's, uh, even if it's like something stupid like after yourself because I'd call mine Chiptopia 100% <laughs> Chiptopia <laughs> I'd so would <laughs> my god why make this so elaborate like if you just want to blow them up just blow them up right make it like shitty video mm. why do this over elaborate plan Oh, Zangief. Yeah! The Tuesday line could be a highlight. Yes. It's like. That's the best part of the movie. I I, I love the. Do you know the line? Can you say the line? Yes, yes. It's like. For you, it was the worst day of your life. For me. It was a Tuesday. It's just so great. <laughs> I think the only saving grace of that whole movie is Raul Julia. Yeah. Because Raul Julia says lines like the, the dumbest lines, like the dumbest lines, like it's Hamlet. Mm. And you need someone with that kind of balls and that kind of conviction to play someone like M. Bison. And yes, he's not. He, was he perfect for the role? Not really. But what he did was make it funnier to tolerate the movie mm. like there were bits where he would just say like the dumbest stuff and there's a bit where he's going through bisonopolis and he's just like literally <laughs> peeking his head through bisonopolis while making this ju- monologue and or or saying like i love this it's like every bison dollar is worth five british pounds once i kidnap the queen <laughs> and so it's just like Oh, it's wonderful. It, it kind of angers me, though, just to talk about it. It's like, yes. I, I, I just hated that. I hate that film. I hate that film. So, moving on to the trashometer. We, torture. We, we, straight away, we know. Torture. It's got to be torture. This one was pure torture. Like, this was... I would never watch this movie again. I would never want anyone to watch this again, especially if you're a Street Fighter fan. And just... just there's better things. And I bet... And I think is maybe we will we'll go back to a video game movie at some point and we'll maybe find one that's hopefully a bit more fun. Certainly not the Mario Brothers. <laughs> no, that, that one we know is that one we know is torture. <laughs> My God, let's not do that to ourselves. Let's not. Although, although if uh, if things get more successful, maybe we will. But that might be something where I think you might have to start paying us <laughs> because I, I want to. I'm not watching that without getting some kind of compensation because I might have to get medication. I might have to see a therapist. I might have to get stuff off work. I might have to retire and live in a cabin. You know, I need to eliminate life if I start watching that. That movie. will just end us. Very I, I think so. I think we'll just give up on that one. Yep. 
point we got halfway through mm. like our, our our run, and so this one was a bit more interesting because I think I was a little bit stumped about what to do next. And I I think by this point I there were loads of it. I got a list, and you've seen my list. My list is expansive, yeah. and people start giving me suggestions and giving me more movies to watch. And sometimes it's hard to follow, and sometimes mm. hard to pick up, and something like that. But I said, you know what? I need a safe bet, but I definitely need something I know I'm going to enjoy more. Yeah. And we both, and like I said, we were mentioning a little bit before when I talked about Mandy, how we were huge fans of Nicolas Cage, mm. and how we need to see Nicolas Cage at what's considered technically his worst. Mm. And so that's where the Wicker Man remake came in. And this one's interesting because we are both fans of the original, but it's been a while since we've seen it. Yeah. So we went in here semi-fresh eyes, but already kind of knowing the plot. Mm. So watching this one was a bit interesting because this is, it was around, this is where we're starting to get, it's starting to get a bit warmer. It's a bit more summertime. You know, we're getting, you know, this is the point where, you know, we were starting to get the brewskis in. We're trying to do this earlier on during the day so it doesn't like boil us, you know, <laughs> and everything else. And we start watching this movie and... This movie was an interesting experience because I remember watching this movie, but it was been forever. Like this, this is, is this is just all Nicolas Cage, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the the dial is just turned up to like you know crazy ten uh, <laughs> no, maximum. Crazy, or it's just broke the scale. It's like the knobs come off. It's it's, go, like... it, it's gone off. And and it goes bonkers. But the thing is, and what I love about it, is that it doesn't seem like that for halfway through the movie. Mm. And this is bizarre, because half half of the film is Nicolas Cage actually playing very reserved. Yeah, it's, which is weird. It's scary. Mm. I don't think that's the scariest thing Nicolas Cage has ever done. Be reserved. And then, and then, and then when he finally starts snapping... Like the bit, you know, like the bit where he just charges into the classroom and just says, "Now, what, whatever you're doing, I'm going to stop this lesson now." Oi, where's this missing kid? Uh, actually, you couldn't mention that because that is my, and uh, uh, you know, the, the famous "Not the Beast" thing. That yeah. that is great, but my highlight of the Wicker Man is, yes. is the stuff in the bear suit. Yes. When he just run, when he runs like sprints up to that woman, he just punches her. Pow. <laughs> And then there's also there's that bit where he's like doing karate kicks on people and stuff. Like he literally like karate kicks a woman into like a wall of frames. It was awesome, and it's so ridiculous. And there's a whole bit, you know. Uh, my, my, my one of my personal favorites is the how to get burned part. <laughs> how to get burned? 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 It's like Jesus Christ, speak! What what, what language was that? Off completely in contemporary America, which I get if you're doing a remake, maybe you want to do something different, but it's mm. a bit odd to set in like in what seems to be the Arizona desert or something yeah. like that, or wherever the fuck it is. It actually say where they are, no, like, just a uh, couple of cops in a diner, and a rock and roll leather jacket. Yeah, that was awesome. Nicholas Cage, a leather jacket like that, looked badass, right? And he's uh, and so he's doing his thing and whatever it is, and then he's doing a round, like he's just driving around, dropping you know, like dropping tickets and stuff and everything else. Like he's one of those cops, right? And suddenly a doll drops from one of the cars. And you know this really cool, like badass sweeping move. That when I was thinking about that, that that would be very hard to do without toppling off your bike because he, he's going quite low there. Yeah. 
Like, he's got like, and he's not really like just. He's not sort of adjusting the bike in any way. He's just literally going to pull the bike over. Surely, yeah, yeah. So he, instead of toppling over, he grabs this doll off the road and tries to catch up with the, um, and tries to catch up with the car. Mm. When this happens, it's like there seems to be some kind of conversation with this woman and this girl in the backseat of the car. Yeah, and then suddenly, out of nowhere. A truck hits the car. Like, like, where did it come from? There was no sign of this truck at all. Yeah. And it hits the car. The car tumbles down a little bit and explodes. And the funny thing is, you see Nicolas Cage just trying to break into... <laughs> I love it. He's trying to break into the car to save the girl. Yeah. Like, by elbow dropping the fucking window. <laughs> it's like Street Fighter when you have to smash her. Yeah, you see that? You see, that's our Street Fighter scene we missed from last time. <laughs> this Nicolas Cage just kicking a car in. <laughs> fucking great. Just fucking great. But every time I turn my head, there's something that doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm sorry. This whole movie doesn't make any sense. I wish happy to leave here when I did. Even though I came back, I wish I hadn't. I wish that I stayed and made a life with you. Been with you all these years, but I didn't. I came back here and had our child, and now she... All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll keep looking oh come don't, on you, you don't feel like the chemistry between those two is like you don't you don't feel like they were together or anything like that but then do you feel like anyone would have chemistry with Nicolas Cage <laughs> Nicolas Cage's own animal like he is a man City in a chem- of Angels Meg Ryan <laughs> no but uh, no that movie in itself there's no chemistry there that was like lack of <laughs> Those were literally two people from two different planets. <laughs> this is like the worst thing. When in that movie when they're having sex and Meg Ryan says, look, our bodies, they fit together. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, we fit like a key. <laughs> oh, you know, perfect slot. Oh, good grief. <laughs> Oh no, logs! <laughs> oh dear. This hers? Kill me! <laughs> How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? No! I don't know either! That's a hard place. No, Willow, I mean it. But maybe if we. Why are you. Uh oh. Why are you looking at me like that? I think Nicolas Cage has finally snapped. And now we're going to get Nicolas Cage on 11. I can't wait! (laughs) It's always the key when uh, you hear him say the same line with different intensities. It's like, how to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Out of all the episodes, it's one of my favourites. It's because I think we were just starting to get a bit more witty by this point, and we started getting into it. Yeah. And I think one of my favourite parts of the whole podcast is actually me having a sort of epiphany when I realised that the movie was originally going to be done by Liam Neeson. 
and how we basically was taken the pagan edition. Yeah. And I had my light bulb popped up over my head at that moment. And I said to myself, oh, my sweet Jesus, why has no one made this yet? You know, it's sometimes you realise that when while you're talking about a movie, how much better a movie could be or how bizarre a movie actually is by talking about it, which is why I love the podcast because the podcast is, it gives us an option to actually talk about it, to have a discussion about it. Yeah. I think this movie is very, it, like I said, the movie's the movie's great in terms of, it, but even despite being tone deaf and all the kind of stuff, I mean, we talk about it in the episode. I think we're talking quite a bit of depth in that episode. Mm. We're going yeah. quite depth in that one. So, where do we put this on the rankings though? Um... It's, I think, too trashy. You're thinking so? Too trashy? Yeah, too trashy. It's, it's not... Because trash would mean that it'd be, like, perfect. And Sweet it's not, spot. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Like, the gender politics in that movie is completely backwards. Mm. And there are some really... This, the hammy acting is great, but I think it's because of Nicolas Cage. If you remove Nicolas Cage, I think mm. the movie would have just been really dull. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage is the only reason why you watch this movie... And 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 women being weird and talking about honey and being punched in bear suits. So, did you, would you agree with too trashy? I yeah, I think I'd agree with too trashy on this one. Mm. Although I was kind of thinking it was almost on the verge of being like tiny bit trashy, but then I realised actually that it's more frustrating at points rather than just like ah, oh, it's alright, you know. Mm. So yeah. After that one, it was starting to get warm. It's getting sunny. It's like near the end of it was get it was like the end of August where we were starting to record this one. And so we decided to say, you know what? Let's go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, I know a shark movie because it was during the time when the where the Meg was going to come out. And, yeah. And did we ever get a chance to see the Meg? Did you get to see the Meg? No, I didn't see it. Apparently, oh. it's rubbish. Oh. I don't know though. I mean, it might. Statham versus Shark does sound appealing. It does, doesn't it? I think yeah. I think we might have to do an episode at some point where we talk about the Meg and just reflect it on whether or not our Meg movie we watched is better than that Meg movie. Mm. You know? And that is Shark Attack 3 Megalodon. And Shark Attack 3 Megalodon, for me, like I said, is a very personal choice. This yeah. one was very personal because this was the very first film we I ever showed people in my first sort of bad movie nights. So it's kind of like the or, the origins of the trash tapes in a way. In a like bizarre way, yeah. Before you know, you know that that whole thing came about, yeah, you were like showing uh, trashy movies to to your friends and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Be- yeah, because at the end of the day, I I, I I don't know whether it was me being like snooty or whether because I just really love it, but it was because I the moment I, I realised that there was this genre of bad films that are so bad they're great mm. and you know being 17, 18 you just want to show it to people because yeah. you want to show it you must see this you must see this and Shark Attack 3 Megalodon was the first one I saw on, and because I saw things on the internet and I was like okay you know this is dial up internet now so this is going through forums and shit you know so I, I was going through the back ends to find what the fuck this was and then I found it in my blockbuster yeah. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. We're watching it. And it was mind-blowing. And so this was, for me, the beginning roots of wanting to show bad movies to people. I, I want to f- complete the cycle, as it were. And the cycle was to finally show it to you. Mm. So what do you think? It was great. It was great. But it's funny, that episode, because the bits that I remember and my highlights are odd little bits, like... Um, it's just the, the way it handled technology, like when he's kind of like scanning 
the uh, sea's tooth by like taking a picture of it really close. Yes. That just that's my sense of humour. That really tickled me. That kind of thing. And even though there's loads of crazy stuff going on with going on with sharks, yes, that's little bits like that really made me laugh. And that it just made the episode for me. Like I think for me, my favourite part is the thing that sold me on this on this movie is the famous line and yeah. this is because we know John Barrowman now mm. John Barrowman is like we love him I love him I think he's I think he's amazing I think he's hilarious he's fantastic on television but he has every right to be ashamed of this movie yeah. and it's because of the famous one liner and that one liner is the best I just love it it's like because the reason why I love it it's not because he said it mm. it's because the fact that it worked yeah it's the fact that a man goes up to a woman, says that he wants to eat her out, just pure, bluntly. Out the blue. <laughs> and it works. And then they're banging in the shower. And you're thinking, if that worked in real life, we'd all get laid. Mm. <laughs> like, we'd all just get laid right now. But we it's, don't. It's so ridiculous, though, that the director kept it. And I know it is funny. Yes. But it just seems so out of place in there. And it, it, it makes the money, the movie funny at the wrong moment because it's yes. not a comedy you know it's no like... it's not a comedy but my god it is for every other bad reason this is the one that kicks off the whole bad shark movie sort of like bad shark movie equals money sort of mentality this is what started off sharknado and this what starts off like the weakest or weaker sort of movies are coming out now mm. It's the granddaddy of them all. With the bad CGI and everything else, it's, for me, In if I was going to rate this, this is like a perfect trashy film for me. And that's for me. This mm. is trashy for me. But I don't know what it is for you. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would, I would, would say that it's, it's spot on in terms of trashiness. Yes. So uh, I, would, I would personally class it as trash. Perfect. Yeah. And see, I'm glad. So it seems like at the minute, we've only got a few films that fall under pure trash perfectly at the minute. Because mm. we've got like Troll 2 mm. and Shark Attack 3 Megalodon. Everything else has not been entirely in place yet. Yeah. So this is our search to find those perfect trashy films for you. Mm. And after all that, you know, we were starting to get into sort of this weird period because it was my birthday. Mm. And it was also Halloween. Yeah. So I said to you, and this, this, this is what I kind of like, I like these sort of things once in a while. This is why I hope the podcast becomes a bit more, where, you know, we can do a little bit of fun things. We have themes or we have little things like that. And on my birthday, I said, you know what? I do not want to pick the movie because it's my birthday and I don't want to work. <laughs> yeah. So, And that's when you got me as a birthday present. And I still have the birthday present. I love it a bit. And it's Ghoulies. And I'm so glad that you picked that movie. Not because, like, it's it's a fun film and, you know, it has some... I think it has some corkers. It has some great moments. Definitely. It's also because just... How can I describe it? It's just, like, it was a, pull, it was a full-blown surprise. And that's the thing is, people rarely surprise me these days. Mm. Like, no one really surprises me. And I'm not saying, like, oh, everyone who buys me a birthday or Christmas present is shite. No. <laughs> what I mean by that is, like... Rarely does someone sort of get me something that I didn't even know I want mm. until that happened. I was really surprised you hadn't seen it. 
I've never seen Ghoulies mm. because you know I, I was, and so I mean I've you know I've seen things like Gremlins and I've seen and, and, and I've seen Critters but never Ghoulies yeah and and I remember the poster for Ghoulies and all that kind of stuff I remember it but I've never seen it because you know it was like in you know that whole kind of period and everything else but I never got to see it yeah so the fact that you got it and then the fact that the moment it started. It wasn't ex- at all what I expected. Yeah. So like, you're surprised again. Again. Not only is it like, oh, you got me ghoulies. I didn't expect the movie to start off with a satanic cult ritual in the first three fucking minutes. Yeah, because what you know about that movie is the is the poster, isn't it? Like the yeah. ghoulie coming out of the toilet. You think it's going to be fun and kind of like maybe in a suburban town and like just a bit like Gremlins. You, you thought Gremlins. And yeah. then you're like, no, fuck that. This is not Gremlins. This is not your. This is not your grandpa's Gremlins. This is something entirely different. And the movie just gets like barbed. The puppets. The puppets. The puppets were amazing. Yeah. I love the puppets. The puppets are the best thing. Um, because, you know, you have Rat Boy, you have fucking, like, Toad Baby, you have uh, you have the Bat, you have the, and they're all the worst puppets. Mm. Like, then they, it's like they haven't even tried. No. And I love it. Uh, they're a bit like uh, uh, Boglins, weren't they? They were, they're like Boglins. <laughs> You were the host for that once, which was yeah. actually quite a fun time for that. It, it was fun, but I think uh, reflecting back on it, I found found it quite difficult to to host. Because mm. uh, obviously, I host our gaming show, yeah, and it's a whole different experience hosting that. Uh, and I found it quite difficult, and I, but I got a taste of how how you do things. Mm. And uh, yeah, I don't know whether I want to host it again. <laughs> But like I, because I, I found just because I, I think it changes the format too much when I'm the host. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely would like to pick movies again, like now, you know now and again, like mm. pick 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 the movie. But yeah, I don't think it quite fit with the host. I, I mean, the episode's good. Yeah. Uh, and and it's a good film, and and we we it, you st- but it had a different vibe with me hosting, and it, and it's not the the same. You know, I like to keep things consistent. I think yeah, I mm. get that. I think it's because um, I think you and I have very different hosting styles. Yeah. I'm a little bit. I think I've been told by a lot of people I'm a little bit intense. <laughs> so I'm very much like more like in your face, and I'm talking about everything, and I'm throwing facts and everything else. I'm throwing anything at the wall that sticks. Yeah. You're quite reserved. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, and, you, and I love it because when you were doing it, like you just say like, no, 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 let's just go right to the plot, please. Let's move on to the next step of the plot. Let's move yeah. on to the next step of the plot. And be honest, that was quite fun. And so like, it kept me like, like, oh, oh yeah, we do need to remember there's a plot to this. I yeah. can't talk about bullshit. We need to go right for the plot. And that's the thing is like this movie itself, when we, when we were doing it, like I said, I was so surprised. That's why it was nice that you were hosting. It's because then I could literally talk about how surprised I was with every random ass moment that this movie had. Yeah. I don't think it was as trashy as I would have liked it to be, but when it was, it was like, what the hell are you throwing this at me mm. for? Yes. Wolfgang! Jack Nance is a wizard. I love him! Because he only appears three times in the movie. Once at the beginning, one time in the middle of the movie, like twice in the middle of the movie for no reason. Like mm. one bit he comes out of bed as if he has a shining. Yeah. He's like, ooh! And then... um. And then at the end, where we had no idea he was a wizard, but then he turned out he's a badass wizard <laughs> in a Ric Flair robe. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, you fucking monster. You... Oh man, I loved it. He was like the random like saving grace. Because obviously, 
It's not that it's not like I didn't like all the bits. All the bits were great, like the cross eyes and the dad coming back from the grave and and everything else. But him coming in is like the perfect cherry on top of the perfect ice cream sundae. Yeah. I mean, my favourite bits of that movie are like the... I just love the characters. I love like Butch Morrissey and stuff. Yes! Oh, we came up with the best names! Yeah. This one, I think, was the best names for nicknames because we came with Butch Morrissey. Yeah. Uh, we came with uh, Jennifer Rush. Yeah, a uh, gothic Cindy Lauper, mm. and then we came with a, and, and, and then we got like creepy Toad guy, and yeah. uh, then it got confusing there because it was Toad, toad Baby toad, and toad, toad, toad Baby and Toad Guy, yeah. and, then, and, then, and, and then we got the homoerotic stoners, which yeah. oh I loved it, oh so good. So yeah, this one was fun to do, and I really liked this one. I think I love how we're going through different kinds of movies with the podcast. Yeah, we. Like, we're not sticking with just, like, gore fests or whatever. We're going kind of all over the road with this. Mm. And I love that. I love how we've done remakes. I love how we've done video games. I love how we've done horror movies. I love how we've done sort of weird-ass, family-friendly, but isn't movies, and so on. And I'm hoping that in the future, when hopefully, you know, when more people start listening to us, can give us more recommendations, that we get some really weird... I want to get. I want to go weird. Mm. I want to go different. I want to go bizarre. I want to do an animation. Yeah. I want to do a kids movie. I want to do like. I want to do like family dramas. I want to do all the genres that are that fall under this category of bad movie or trashy or weird or underground. I want to go foreign because we haven't done a foreign movie yet. Mm. And I think we need to start going. We need to go to place like Japan. Oh, uh, actually, uh, an honourable mention. Yes. For uh, for the uh, we didn't do an episode on it, but we watched the lift. Oh my god! Yes. And that that could have easily been an episode. We went to uh, an all night horror marathon over yes. sort of around Halloween sort of time at uh, our local like art house cinema. I had an amazing time. And uh, it was it was so good that was. And one mm. of the movies in that was like uh, well actually there was two that were con- considered. Yes. Uh, could be considered as trash tape. Yes, and we can have a bit of a chat about them now. Yeah, The Lift and Jason X. Yes. Deep inside this vertical city, a machine has come to life. A machine with a terrible secret. As long as the police think there were accidents, I have no reason to think there was any other cause. I just want to know what the real cause is. It's not normal for things to happen that way. What happened to the lift? You must have an idea. (laughs) Modern technology gave birth to the lift. But the lift has made itself smarter, stronger, and deadlier. Why don't you go to the police? I haven't got any proof. And now, the man responsible for making it safe is trying to make it stop. Killing. Take the 
sake, take the stairs. So here's we got the lift. Now, the the reason why for me it was a memorable experience is because right people who may not know or recognise I'm from Gibraltar, born and bred, right? So I actually speak Spanish or at least understand a lot of Spanish. My Spanish is now so deteriorated, but I completely understand it because I've been surrounded by Spanish yeah. my entire life. And you're thinking, what's that supposed to mean? Well, because the movie is Dutch, right? Mm. Is it Dutch? Dutch. Yeah, yeah, I, it think is, yeah. I think it's Dutch or Danish or whatever it is. I think it's Dutch, right? But, and this is what's hilarious, right? It was subtitled for the Dutch, right? So we had subtitles for the Dutch. But this screening had the dub, not in, not in the original language, mm. in Spanish. <laughs> so somewhere... These guys got, like, this clearly this bootleg hack of a version of this movie. And so I was getting, right, Spanish version, the translation of the Dutch into English. And they both contradicted each other 100% all the time. Like, so there were moments where, I love it, because there were moments where lips moved, like lips moved and no one spoke. Mm. Or there were subtitles on and no one spoke that was that that was the funniest bit for me when you just it it, it reminded me of like a, a, a sketch in like a comedy show or something yeah you got all these uh like text uh, subtitles coming out the bottom and there's just no one's talking at that point no like, one's talking but the thing is it would have been talking in the dutch yeah but the spanish just said why do we need to say that we can just say that now mm. Like, what's the point of showing that? And so I got most of the information, but I got different information at the same time. Yeah. Like, like the plot... It's Okay, the plot itself, The Lift, is a movie about a killer elevator, which you think in itself would have been awesome. Mm. But the weird thing is, it wasn't. I think this movie was a dud. And the reason why it was hilarious and confusing for me is because I was translating it twice. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm trying to read the English subtitles. I'm also trying to listen to the Spanish and I'm realising they don't click. So I'm having to follow one or the other to get a plot. And it doesn't make sense. So that's a completely different experience, really, isn't it? Because obviously I didn't understand the Spanish, but I could, yes. so I was just reading the uh, the subtitles. And it, yeah, it, it it wasn't a good movie at all. It was, it was yeah. horrible, but, I, but very funny. It, it was, was funny. That I, version of it was funny. So that movie was funny. What did, what was the actual reason why the uh, the lift started going crazy? Because it, it, for you, apparently, in the English translation, apparently it's because these the AI was starting to get it was organic AI that was starting to like overwhelm itself, yeah, or something like yeah. that, right? Not in the Spanish. The Spanish basically to said AI was basically like a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a sexually transmitted virus. I'm like, whoa, now that was weird. But then someone said, who the hell fucked a lift? Mm. <laughs> so for me, if we're going to rate it, let's rate it. Let's rate okay. this one. So if you're going to rate this one, yeah. right, where would it fall in the trashometer? Um, it's The thing is that you'd think it'd be high, but I don't think it is. I, I would say it was tiny bit trashy. Tiny bit trashy. Yeah. It, it, but almost borderlining tame mm. because if it wasn't for the fact that you got a couple of like decapitations in there or something like that though is it like only yeah. one like only one decapitation oh, yeah. Sorry, you're, you're one decapitation um a couple of people a lot of people just sort of passing out sweating in the lifts 
and then a couple of like wah moments. Yeah, I thought it would be a lot like sort of more gory than it was. Definitely, but it wasn't. It was more pratfalls. I think it was definitely close to. We'll go tiny bit trashy, getting close to tame. I mean, I don't know. Is it tame? Is it tame that one? You think? I think. I think it's a movie that could have been better, a lot better. Mm. And I think the reason why we're thinking tiny bit trashy is because of our experience. Yeah. If we watched it without that experience... It would be tame. It would be tame. Yeah. I think this one's our first tame. So the lift, tame. Mm. It's boring. It's not as fun as you think it is. Because <laughs> you think, uh, killer elevator, this is going to be great. It's not, though, is it? It should have been like... Pe- I, the elevator should have been like, a, like almost like a fucking piranha. It should have yeah. just been like munching people. Like, f- like going crazy, throwing them out of the lifts and crushing their ankles and legs and body parts and everything. But no. Yeah. No. Terrible. This, but that was about what? Maybe one in the morning? Yeah. In our marathon? Yeah. So after that one, we did Jason X. And that was the last movie we watched. Yeah. This was about five in the morning. <laughs> Watching Jason X at five in the morning is its own experience. Yes, because by this point, we were buzzed. Like, because uh, by this point, right, we... We, you and I sort of kind of stopped drinking and we just started having like sugary snacks and like energy drinks and yeah. coffee and stuff like we were on that end because we wanted to stay the whole night we were buzzed by the end of this right and the thing is by the time I got home I couldn't sleep no but I knew that I was exhausted so mm. I stayed up till about maybe like nine o'clock in the evening that night I did go to sleep but I, it took me a while to get off I was just like yeah it was, it was tricky but I was so proud of myself for, for staying up for the marathon because yeah. it was all about the, the method uh, of like, no, I'm not going to just keep drinking like booze because that'll just make me too sleepy. So I'll have a couple of drinks, uh, yeah. of, of like beers or whatever. Mm. Then I'll just have purely like coffee or energy drinks yeah. and snacks. And it, it just, I was like awake through the entire thing and really loved it. That was a good time, actually. Mm. Although I admit I had two power naps in there. I had two power naps. Yeah. One of them, I know you know, because I think it was during Aliens. <laughs> and I think is I remember from Aliens, because it's a bit like, I know they landed on the planet, but then by the time I woke up, they've already found Newt, and they were about to invade the, the hive. So yeah. it's like, oh, I must have missed a good 20 minutes. <laughs> I think at some points in during Aliens, everyone was asleep, apart from me. I was just looking around, and it's like, I'm the only one up. It's really hard. <laughs> this was, because Aliens came up, Aliens came after the... Lift or was it after Aliens the ring? Aliens was like three in the morning. Oh, yeah. God, it was after that one, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, because the, the, first of all, I remember you had The Exorcist, which was great. Then you had Ringu, which was awesome. Ringu mm. was the best movie of the night, I think, yeah. for me. And then uh, The Lift, and then Aliens, and then uh, Jason X. Yeah. So, Jason X, five o'clock in the morning, we're buzzed on sugar and coffee. I had energy drinks and everything else. And... Yeah, and this one is personally, for me, one of my favourite Jason movies. Yeah. And I love it because it knows it's stupid, mm. right? But I think watching it at five in the morning is a different experience than when you're actually eager to watch it at, like, at a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if, for those who have not heard of Jason X, Jason X is the movie where I think it's literally jumped the shark or actually jumped Jason into space. Which is, um, Jason gets cryogenically frozen and gets picked up a thousand years into the future by by future space university students who find him a relic and then they thaw him out 
and then he goes on a murderous rampage on a spaceship where he becomes a cyborg eventually and there's robots and there's nipple sex it's really, really overall the movie is all right mm. and it's a fun watch it just watching it now especially like that it, it looks very very like a tv movie that's, very that's, much. that lets it down for me because I, even though i like trashy movies i like them to look like movies i don't like them to look like they're on tv yeah uh, and that it really does look like a tv movie and the thing is as well it's like half the deaths felt a little bit like they were off screen or it's like a splat on the wall mm. and i think looking back at it now yeah you saw some of the aftermath like my favorite ones when they dip the girl in like the whole you know the nitroglycerin sort of thing and her face freezes yeah and then they just smash her face in like that was awesome that is literally that's a gory death and you and you would play that in slow motion over and over again. Yeah. But then all the other ones, it's like hack slash bleh. But then there's some bit. But I think it's also self knowing because I love the bit where it's just like, hey, hey, he just all he wanted was his machete back. Don't give him a fucking machete, you know. Um, and I think the movie itself is fine. Yeah. I think I still love it for the fact that it's very self aware and it's goofy and it has nipple sex. But I think the experience is you really need to be ready for it and be totally aware that it's cheap looking it's not as frantic or as nasty as some of the other Jason movies and that it's a bit tongue in cheek a lot of people hate this movie I personally have a fondness for it but I if I was going to rate it I don't know where this would fall under actually Uh, surprisingly I would class it as tiny bit trashy I Um, think so because it's it's not it's not perfect. It's not. It's not too trashy. It's not torture. It's not tame. Uh, it's got to be tiny bit, surely. Tiny, yeah. yeah. Well, like there are some enjoyable bits, like I said, the nitroglycerin death. Mm. But then, it's not know, enough like memorable trashy moments in it, is there, for it to be trash? True. But then yeah. again, my favorite part is the moment where you have cyborg fight, where you have like the crazy android woman in like a cat suit, literally blow up Jason to smithereens, <laughs> and then nanobots fucking rebuild him to be cyborg uber jason which yeah. is actually what he's called he's called uber jason and i think oh my sweet god that is so badass that is awesome i fucking love it yeah you know and that to me is like that for me is memorable it's a shame really i i, I would have thought that would be considered trash or too trashy but it's it's definitely definitely a tiny bit i think tiny bit trashy. Yeah. Yeah. So now, we now go, after all that, we've had ghoulies and we've had everything else and we've had a good time to everything. And uh, by this point, I did promise you something, right? Because I, I did remember going through the episode nine and I, believe, I was so amazed that we were on episode nine by that point. Because, mm. like I said, I, I haven't done anything for that long in forever. So the fact that we're now on episode nine was like, wow, we've done it. And I did it with a corker and we did it with, I believe, that our, I think my personal favourite in terms of like the level of trash and the things like that and one thing I promised you which was ninjas and which is now becoming a theme which was my was the Miami Connection. Yeah. And I love it because you've never heard of it in your life. No? No. It's like, and I've watched quite a few ninja movies but mainly like the, the, the ones that everyone knows like... Yeah. The American Ninja. American Ninja, Enter the Ninja, um, you know, like a few other bits like that. But, you know, ninjas are a thing and we should be doing more of them, which is why hopefully by next November we're going to have another ninja movie. We're going to keep that theme going because, you know, trashy films always have good ninjas in them. So, yeah, we established Ninja-vember as Nin- well. So, Ninja-vember. Yeah. How are we going to pronounce this? Nin- Ninja-vember. Ninja-vember. Yeah. Ninja-vember. And what we will do next, uh, th- this November 
is we'll have more ninja content, I think, related yeah. related, related on the other shows and stuff like anything about yeah. to play have a ninja. Yeah. Uh, and well we did that this time but like, the last time but like maybe have uh, enigmatic TV episode that's a ninja movie that's or, more of a classier ninja movie or, or maybe or, like, or maybe a TV show yeah yeah <gasps> okay I've already got idea. I've already got ideas like mm. for example like my god what if we did the Mortal Kombat TV show Oh my god if anyone remembers the Mortal Kombat TV show please give us a ring because I used to watch the hell out of that show I don't remember you don't remember Oh my god, I used to watch the hell out of it with my brother. We used to watch it all the time. I bet you watching it now is fucking terrible. Yeah. But I would love to have a marathon of just all the Mortal Kombat TV show. Right, so that would be something. And then video games, you have things like Ninja Gaiden mm. and stuff like that. And then, uh, and obviously movies, there's loads of them. Like, there's fucking loads of them, and we'll find one from that one. And again, a good movie that has such an amazing backstory, which, if you listen back to the podcast episode, it's very tragic that ends really well. Because mm. it's about the whole, this, this man's journey to try and make a movie, to try and basically, for his opinion, to, you know, well peace. <laughs> well peace. And, you know, using orphans. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that was a really good episode. One of yeah. my favourites because uh, I love it when I when I find a movie and end up like loving it. You know, yeah. like I completely not heard of it and it's mm. going blind, don't you? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's really it's a really bad movie, but it's a good movie at the same time. It's, it's amazing like, that. Yeah. It's like, like I said, the reason why I fall onto trash is because it's just the right level of everything goes so wrong, but it also goes so right. Mm. Like, all the acting is subpar. And, you know, we have, like, you know, you know, we, we have, like, some amazing moments, like, my father, my father's alive. Oh, my God. And, um, you know, ninjas on bikes. And and the music, oh, the music, which was still... I'm still trying to find a vinyl. It's really hard to find a vinyl for I it. I think they made a few when the movie got re-released, but I don't think you can get them now. Limited edition. Get it now! <laughs> okay, okay. You can have Give it. me the lighter now! Get it. Get it. Oh. How old are these guys? <laughs> Stop being such dicks! Are they dicks. like six? Oh, so be such dicks. Let the guy have his letter. You get some work done. You would have had enough done from that street. Oh, yeah. 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 What's going on here? You guys trying to wake up the neighbors or what? Seen a faction for one night. Can you let him put on his goddamn pants at least? <laughs> what letter? John, what happened? I don't know. You won't tell me. What? What could he a dick and stealing his letter? What happened, Jim? What is this letter? Give him a moment. <laughs> Process. Oh, oh my god. Sorry, it's high for this for me, guys. I didn't know you had a father. I thought we are all orphans. They're all orphans. <laughs> orphans. I don't know what an orphan is. Like a fish. Why did it seem like that bit was in, like, in thought as well? Yeah! <laughs> I thought we were all opens. <laughs> oh, my father was like American. Oscar winning moment. The tears, man. He's doing it all while being topless and with his pants halfway down. And we never stop again. Tell me to find him. <laughs> oh my god, man. I didn't lie to you because he's 
We shouldn't be laughing. This is supposed to be a serious. This supposed to be a very serious moment. Whether he was dead or alive. That guy doesn't know how to hit his mark. He was, he was behind him all the, the time. The entire time. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I bet the guy who stole his letter must be like a real dick now. He's yeah. like, uh, who's this? Your parents? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Male hot, they're like hot pads. Those are they? so hot pads. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the 80s. Only in the 80s. <laughs> yeah! Go, Karate Man! Taekwondo, everybody. I'm glad we didn't see the guy in hot pants fight too much. I think he could pop out of there. Oh, oh, imagine that was the case. <laughs> One man wiping team. They arrived just a little too late. <laughs> I am so sorry for what happened. I didn't mean... What are you sorry about? You knocked out like a whole gang of muggers. Taekwondo is not just kicking and punching. Taekwondo is right here and right here. Alright, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Fuck it hell! Yes, Uncle John, I know what you mean. And I know what Taekwondo is all about. After while that all that is happening, then all the ninjas get killed off by these two crazy mofo's, mm. right? Which is really random because clearly they're driving towards through Orlando, halfway through Miami or something. They must be driving halfway through Miami or something because the white ninja shows up. Now the white ninja it seems to be in his dojo somewhere, which we thought was in Miami but isn't because yeah. it fucking teleports. And I love it because one ninja's dragging his body in. He's literally pulling himself by his sword, isn't he? Yeah, like, just like he's, he's so wounded. He kind of can't walk anymore. Probably. I love it. <laughs> so he's just using his sword as like like a, a cane, isn't he? Yeah, like a crutch. And uh, he just he just says that they're all dead. They killed them all. And then suddenly, the most the best of reaction I think I've ever seen. <laughs> the only decapitation in the movie, and it just happens out of fucking nowhere as well. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's really good. We laughed so much at that bit because like it's like everybody's dead. <laughs> And the head is just like a fucking stump, and he goes, <laughs> and then it's, there's a real long, awkward moment of silence. Yeah. It was a blast. That was a lot of fun to do. Editing that episode was a lot fun to do because we, I didn't have to edit much for it. Yeah. It was so good. Um, I think one of the things we rarely talk about on the podcast or on anything is how I do the episodes. Mm. And the episodes are, some episodes were a haul. Yeah. Like the Street Fighter episode was very difficult to do because I wasn't enjoying it. Mm. Um, you know, this one was a blast. It was so easy to do, find the best bits. But there's so much on the cutting room floor. Mm. And, and you know this. There's so much on the cutting room floor that 
it, that, you know, it could be its own episode yeah. by how much we put into it. And I was, we were thinking at one point, just making like a best of all the bits that were cut out. But it, it, it took, again, it just took forever to kind of find those good bits out mm. of the stuff I cut out. It's because we can keep talking and rambling on forever. And I try my best. I do try my hardest. And I know sometimes the scheduling is a little off sometimes, but to try and do this episode once a month and try and get it out on a monthly basis does take time when we have when I have like a full-time job and I'm trying to find new research and content and stuff like that but this one was actually out of all the episodes to edit was the most fun to edit yeah it was the best one to edit it was the simplest one to edit it was the most obvious one to edit it was one that I just kept nearly everything in I didn't have to remove a single thing really it was brilliant so much fun to do and I love how excited you got every time something was happening. It was like, oh my God, and that for me it is was, a reason. Yeah, it was just so much fun. My favourite bit of that episode is the the emotional scene, you know, with the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the lumbering, crying baby. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. So, yeah, that's, that's the best. That's my favourite bit. I can't remember much of the... what what the lines were I just remember it being a very funny experience that, yeah. that scene I, like, I mean I love I love like my one of my, my, my favourite characters is Angry Guy who basically was the Dixie's Midnight Runners guy <laughs> who I love one of my favourite lines is like is, is him shouting at the uh, the owner of the bar or something and then he goes and just says like these guys don't even make music for kids I'm like what does that even mean what what are you on about? Are you high? And you know, and just and and then the ninjas and the random decapitation. There's loads of fun, memorable bits for me. Yeah. It's not lines. It's not a thing. In this one, it's not really lines you remember. No, it's, it's just the the performances were so odd, weren't they? At times, like the angry guy, his acting acting angry was just such a weird thing because he was kind of really fired up but he didn't seem like he was ever actually gonna punch anyone he, he was, was never like, pissed off enough yeah to be genuinely pissed off which was amazing he was just loud wasn't he ah and see and that's when we introduced the trashometer uh you know and i think that's when we gave a trashy perfect for that and i think that was i think the best episode to kick off the trash because it's it really sums up exactly what we wanted which was we're trying to find the best trashy films we do not want something that's a tame experience a bit trashy or a torturous experience we really want something that really tickles all the funny bones mm. and i'm so glad that at least in this year alone we found three that fall directly into that category yeah a Christmas was difficult. Like Christmas was hard because you know I had we had to edit this episode and do everything out before Christmas time, mm. and it's hard because you know everyone's buying presents and so on and so forth. But what a way to blast off that Christmas spirit than to watch Goldberg, our, uh, one of our favorite professional wrestlers, dressed for Santa and beat everyone up. It was great, really good. Mm. It's weird though because it doesn't fall. Because when we rated this movie, uh, it was rated like tiny bit trashy, wasn't it? So yeah. it's not actually that trashy, but it's a really fun, enjoyable movie. It's a good yeah. movie, but it's not trashy enough. Mm. Like, it could have been worse. And I think what I mean by worse is they could have pushed it a bit and it would have been like the perfect trashy movie. Mm. But it didn't push it enough to make it fall into that. And it, got, it becomes a sort of weird Jewish sort of representation of Christmas. Mm. Uh, played by Bill Goldberg 
And it's so random and it's brilliant and silly and it's the latest episode out, so you can definitely still listen to it. Yeah, there's loads, lots of interesting stuff that I, that I was surprised were great about the movie. Like, his he, his costume is awesome. On really, point. I, like, uh, just credit to the um, costume designer of that. It's really, really good. I, know. I, I think the best Santa outfit on film. Like. I, I think it's, yeah, he looked like a complete badass. Yeah. And it was awesome. And I, his performance was great. He's the mm. reason why I was falling in love with this movie. You know, because everything else in between was just a bit meh. But when he pops on, it's like, oh, he can command a room. But he should know how to command a room because he's a prof- fucking professional wrestler. Mm. And so by being a professional wrestler, he should already know how to instantly, like, you know, be in there and say, who's next? And, you mm. know, and spear people through fucking tables and shit it's fucking great um, which he did do through he, glass, did do, he went through a glass, glass counter I, that was amazing we've gone through an entire year now a whole year now and you know I'm really really I'm really happy that we've actually had the goal to try this and it's doing quite well I'm, I'm hearing pe- I'm hearing friends of mine and people on the street uh, who listen to it and everyone else is saying like oh it's so much fun I'm so glad the episode's out and everything else so in terms of the trash tapes we are doing well and I'm so glad that it's getting well so I'm hoping for another prosperous 2019 yeah definitely uh, so all we're going to do now is maybe think about maybe tease a little bit what kind of movies we're going to maybe watch in the na- in the new year um, thing is, in February, it'll be a whole year, right? So I think February, if we're going to do a theme every February, I think it has to be a milestone. Yeah. We start off with Troll 2. Milestone movie. The best. Yeah. On the nose. Like, we start off on such a right foot mm. that I think it kind of tainted our experience sometimes, didn't it? Like, I feel like we start off so well. Yeah, that all the other movies afterwards just really couldn't match it until we found like something like like Shark Attack or like or Miami Connection. So yeah, so yeah, it was quite hard to top it, wasn't it? But I think I know yeah. when I might top it. Mm. Right. So as a teaser for February's episode, right? And I'm gonna fucking say it because I know everyone wants us to do it. But fine, we're doing the room. Yes. And what's great as well is that I haven't seen it. I have seen it many times. <laughs> in fact, I have seen it in the... I've seen it with my friend Jason at the uh, a live screening of it. What I mean mm. by that is you go to, like, midnight screening, and it's one of the best things ever. It's like going to, like, a Rocky Horror Picture Show screening, midnight screening. There's people throwing spoons at American footballs around. Everyone's shouting at the screen. It's a fantastic time. The Tommy Wiseau masterpiece. Mm. And what's great about it is is that it's now available 100% for free by Tommy Wiseau on YouTube. (laughs) So I don't even have to buy it. We are totally just going to watch it right there on YouTube, right there and then, unstopped, unscreened, and by Tommy Wiseau himself. Yeah. So this is going to be great. Just seeing clips from it and stuff, and even from the clips you can tell what kind of movie it is oh sweet Jesus but yeah. uh, but sitting down watching an entire movie an experience the Tommy Wiseau experience is by far just it's all it's like it's like having an orgasm but also taking a shit at the same time it's really bizarre <laughs> you're like oh my sweet Jesus and oh sweet Jesus it is this bizarre roller coaster of an emotion mm. because you don't know whether to love it or hate it mm. 
there's other things like that. And I want to go and go all genres. I want to go horrors, comedies. I want to go dramas, action. I want to do everything, right? Because I want 2019 to be the year of trash. Yeah. The year of trash, 2019, where we're going to go out and explore our options. We're going to go full haul. I swear, eventually, we might do some screenings. We might even get merch. We might even try pushing the boundaries and doing a live stream. We don't know. We're going to try it. I want to really make this world trashy and green. <laughs> Just like the Neil Hogg milk that we were having right from the very beginning of this podcast. I want to fill the world and turn everyone into green guck. Fantastic. Indeed. And so on that note, just remember, keep an eye on your trash. There may be some treasure in there. See you guys later. See you guys. The Trash Tapes is a podcast created by Enigmatic Productions. It is hosted and created by Johan Schpohl and co-starring Edward Harvey. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Acast, and Buzzsprout. You can also find more information about us on our social media sites. We have Instagram, which, uh, which is under Enigmatic Productions. Uh, we have a Facebook page called Under Studio Enigmatic. And we have a Twitter under Enigmatic underscore UK. For more information on the, on the other kind of products and projects that we're up to, check out our website at www.enigmaticproductions.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it around with movie lovers you know, maybe add a star rating or write a good review. All of this helps with the algorithm and provides us with more opportunities to reach the ears to a whole new bunch of bad film fanatics. Want to find out more about us? Then head over to our socials where we provide sneak peeks and up-to-date news on everything nostalgic and trashy. You can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages in the description. So please, follow us. See you next time, cinephiles. <laughs>